Would you like to see some A-list YouTube aviators and ask them some great questions? Well, me too, and maybe someday we will. But in the meantime, we have these guys in the hangar. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hangar. I'm Dan Milliken. And I'm Christy Wong. Do we have some A-list YouTubers? One day we'll get some A-list YouTubers, but in the meantime, we do have a, a, a pretty good panel. We don't have A-listers, but we've got Josh. We got Josh. If we can just pass, it's not F. Right, so, right. So C's good degrees. He's like a B plus. A B plus. So we have Josh Flowers, Aviation <laughs> 101. All right, we've got Corey Robin. Corey Robin of Corey Robin. <laughs> Corey Robin of the Corey Robin channel. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Polly. Another creative name. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Martin, Martin exactly. So then Christy and I have taken off. So anyway, we uh, would love to answer some questions from you guys. So uh, light up the uh, comment section. We're going to be watching. I'm going to be looking at the monitor here. Uh, but while we're doing that and... Um, uh, Laxer $1.50. Um, <laughs> what size flying eyes... Well, it's, I'll tell you what, on the, on the big win, the big win for the flying eyes, uh, these are actually kingfishers, but what we'll do is whoever wins, you get to pick. You get to pick what style and what color lens you want and all that kind of stuff. We're going to leave it up to you, so it's going to be really special. Um, all right, so first question. What's the definition of an aviation A-lister? <laughs> question. Uh... Nobody answers? Not okay, Brian. we definitely have the D list. Not Brian. Well, I was going to say, if we'd had Brian here, we would have made the A list, right? Doubt. That's right. So We okay. would have made A list. A list. We would have made A list. <laughs> right. I'm not sure what kind and of that list, list would is. probably be on the desk at a FISDO. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, well, let's do our first giveaway. Gold Seal is our new sponsor. Christy, what do we got? All right, well, we've got this uh, fancy gold seal T-shirt, and what we're going to do is we're going to be uh, doing a trivia question. So for all of you guys watching. And by the way, on the gold seal T-shirts, this came into play when we gave one away yesterday. We have uh, large, extra large, and 2X. We don't have medium. The <laughs> oh, winner wanted a medium. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Okay. Well, we're going to do some trivia. And the trivia question that we have for you guys, there are five of us and we all own airplanes. What are our tail numbers? First three out of five. First, first person to answer the first, uh, first person to answer what? Three out of five, we three said? Three out three of five, five correctly. Matt Wells, correctly. our associate producer is watching and he will be the judge on who hits it first and it's not gonna be Waukesha or is it? <laughs> Waukesha, don't let us down, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> and while we're waiting for those answers to roll in, um, hey guys, welcome back. It's good to see it's you. good to be back here. in the yeah. hangar. Yeah. That's right. I know it's been a year since we've been on the set. It has been. All right. Here, here's a good first question, first real question. What made you decide to start a channel, and what has been your biggest channel, the challenge? We'll start with Corey. Uh, gosh, I started a channel because another YouTube channel came and flew with me and my friends, the Flying Cowboys, mm -hmm. and we did a video with them, and uh, it got enough views, and they really pressured us into doing it. And it so was then, peer pressure. Yeah, it was like, you know, you guys <laughs> do some cool stuff. You really should create Same. some content. I was also peer pressured into a yeah, YouTube. So. Yeah, so you've got like Trent Palmer who started first and then, yeah. you know, some of the other flying cowboys who you know, create some amazing content, way better than mine. But okay. that's how I got in, just kind of more or less by accident. Yeah, Josh. 
Um, and I've always kind of had a love for filmmaking and always had a love for flying. And about 10 or 11 years ago, I just decided to combine it. And I said, well, YouTube sounds like a cool way to put videos out there. So I just started doing it. And over time, it gained traction and do it all the time now. Awesome. Martin. It was my first flight to Chicago here. And I, I tried to search the web for material on, that helped me <laughs> understand what to expect. And I didn't find very much. So a friend- Because right, you were just going in the Bonanza, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, a friend had a GoPro. I'd never seen one up to that point. He came along and, uh, well, we put that on YouTube and people seemed to like it. So wow. I made more. Uh, All right. I was peer pressured into it, so by and, Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so Matt, I uh, know we got a winner, and you guys might whisper a little bit too, but. Um, I don't declare any winners. None of them had, them no, one of them had it. Um, didn't Marshall get it? No, not exactly. Ooh. Well, yeah, he kind of did, but there's no end numbers. So it's gotta have an he got three out of the. He, he put four, and one of them's wrong, but he did get three out of five, right? So, okay, so um, we got to call the you winner You guys here. are brutal. You don't know what wait, country wait, wait, it's Hold on. He got, he got four out of five, and we're still not giving it to him? No, he got three out of five, but, but he listed four, and the fourth one was wrong. But a rule was three out of five. The one he got wrong was uh, her airplane. I know. Oh, well, okay. What? No, no, worse than that. Let's oh, do Waukesha Pilot, who wins all the trivia. Waukesha, we've been teasing. Here's his answer. November 7-0 Tango Bravo. Present. Okay. 3-6 or right, three zero six one whiskey. That is incorrect. Nee. Oh, <laughs> okay, and then he got mine and Josh's. Oh, he no, that's Marshall. That's what Marshall put. Waukesha said three one five one whiskey. That is incorrect. Waukesha. Wow, you guys. <laughs> Waukesha. So okay, so wait, and Marshall's the one that. Marshall's the one. That Marshall. He the plane. It was a typo. <laughs> numbers, and technically it's Marshall. <laughs> yeah, let's do Marshall. Marshall Sherman okay, Marshall. wins the gold seal. Marshall. So, Marshall, I go. swear to goodness. To go. <laughs> dude, you and I need to have a talk, buddy. <laughs> I right. was at CFI. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and they say Waukesha wanted a medium anyway, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall screaming it was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be. It yeah, had he to flies be. the plane. All right, so what is what is your tale? So we know 7-0 Tango Bravo. Correct, yep. 3051 Whiskey, Marshall. 4620 Yankee. November 80991. November. November. You always say November. That's so flight instructor of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're in the US. November 371, Romeo Juliet. See, I would not have gotten flowers. There, there you go. There you go. So, there you go. All right. I like it. All right, that was good. So let us, uh, all right, let's go to some more questions. And um, uh, we've gone around the circle. Why? Uh, did we talk about the biggest challenge? Uh, no, we didn't. Okay, Martin, your biggest challenge doing aviation YouTube videos? My biggest challenge is I never have the slightest idea when I prepare a video or have it ready to upload how well it's going to do. <laughs> right. the, the, the things that I think are going to do really well, they flop and vice versa. And mm -hmm. if, if I could predict that a little more, it would I make feel it easier. That. <laughs> I totally feel that one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my biggest challenge, honestly, is um, dealing with the mean people. But like the you mean people I, in comments. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you not the I, ones that show up to your house at two a.m. Nobody has done that. Okay, good. But That's yeah, good. like in the, <laughs> people, people in the comments, they have gotten mean to all of us. I'm sure we've all experienced mm -hmm. it. We've talked about that before, but it's gotten a lot better. But still, like, why people got to be so mean? There is some mean-spirited uh, where they start doing the name-calling and stuff. Um, okay, for me, the biggest challenge, boy, Martin hit, hit a good one, so let, let me try to 
come up, I'll come up with another one. Uh, skip me for a minute, Josh. For me, hands down, it's been learning to call out my own mistakes before other people do it for me on YouTube. Oh, that that was a good one. the biggest challenge that has taken all of the 10 years to work on, and it's still in progress. I think that was a huge challenge. Yeah, that's a really good one, Josh. Thanks. You stole mine. <laughs> no, I'm not that interested. Susan, <laughs> 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 used to go first. <laughs> yeah, used to go first. No, mine really is um, picking what to do for a video, and that sounds—I don't know. It's so there's just so many fun things you can do with a bush plane. Like, what am I going to go do now? Yeah, it's just like so much fun. So, I mean, is that a challenge? No, Finding out what fun activity you're going to go do? Because you've got to set up, you know, there's a safety element. Right. And so when, when you go out and, it, you know, you could be doing something so simple as when I did like a Harry's shaving commercial where I landed my airplane up on a mountain ridge and did camping. And there's a lot of production that goes into that. People see a four-minute video, but you got to plan cameras. you got to charge all your batteries. you got to land on a mountain. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So for me, um, it's actually the first thing that came to my mind. It's similar to Martin's, but it's a little bit different. For me, the biggest challenge is making a video can be a ton of work. And um, Brian Turner teases me, but I call it the high squeeze, low juice formula. When you do high squeeze, in other words, a lot of effort, and then low juice, nothing, nobody watches it. Those kind of um, take the air out of me with some exceptions. If it's a passion video mm -hmm. or one I really, I don't care who watches it. For instance, the, the, uh, the memorial I did recently for the guy I knew that, that died in the extra. Um, I, I'll do that video if, if nobody watches it and, and I'm glad to do it. But um, for me, I just don't wanna put all that effort in, in editing and everything else mm -hmm. into a video that only a few people watch. So in a way, it, it ties into yours, Martin, in that um, you don't know what, what people will like or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and what's amazed me is that um, undoubtedly, a couple of our most successful videos have been low squeeze. In other words, yeah. we, we just knocked them out real quick and boom. I mean, I looked at your channel, your, the video with the most views that you have was probably your lowest squeeze video ever. It was very low effort. Yeah, so I mean, you just got, you, you were having a bum time with landing and you just went out and beat the pattern up with one GoPro. On my head. On your head. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's like, what, 30, 45 minutes? I don't know, it's... It's like a 45 minute video and it's at 2.8 million Dude, views. give me it, give me No editing. Phone. No, <laughs> there was none. So I've thought about trying to do that and uh, maybe I will and I'm sure I won't get the, it's, it's like two or three million views, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like 2.8, 2.7, 2.8, something like that. That's so, insane. Give me a GoPro. You know, I know the exact video that you're, that you're talking about is before you and I met. Uh -huh. And I think there's a reason why that video is so awesome. It's because you were vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You uh -huh. were learning in real time. And I connected with it. I watched that thing from oh, you did. Oh, the he whole, watched it many awesome. times. Yeah. I need that kind of stuff. I'm a backcountry pilot. All we know how to do is plan. <laughs> Sometimes I have to go watch it again and be like, God, I wish I could still land like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I sure. mean, honestly, though, it's it's hard to tell, like, what the Internet wants. Like, yeah. you know, like Dan said, I mean, one of my high squeeze things was the paramotor video. Mm -hmm. I love that video. Yeah. yeah. Love that video. We thought and it would do great. The mm -hmm. editing on it is superb. I mean, Hannah, Hannah was amazing. Job. It's it so really crafted fun. a good story. It's just so fun. And it's got like two or 3,000 views. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's so I don't know what the internet it wants is. anymore. Uh, yeah. I think, though, that 
uh, like paramotoring is a visceral experience that's difficult to communicate how amazing mm -hmm. it is unless you're doing it. Yeah, probably like jumping is right? as well. It's also really hard to film. Yeah, it is difficult to film. Yeah. It really, really is difficult. I've done a couple of paramotoring videos. Yeah. And it's just, it's a magical experience. Literally running into the sky mm -hmm. is kind of how I feel, how it feels like you don't stop running until your feet leave Dude, the ground. You are just so real with the it's experience. It's so amazing. I, I know. Like, I just did it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, fresh. Right. <laughs> but it's, that's a difficult thing to translate because my, my paramotoring videos didn't do that well either. Right. But they're one of, the, probably one of my favorite videos. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it, some of the, our favorite videos to do ended up end up not being or being the least popular if for some reason I don't mm -hmm. know. And yeah, I go upstairs and do a rant in our Boom. small studio, and it's got one hundred fifty thousand views. Wow. Yeah, uh, Ryan S asks, "Afraid to strike the tail during a soft field takeoff?" Tips. Uh, oh. I'm guessing it's a standard tricycle. Yeah, because I guess you're yeah, not gonna, gonna it's not a tail dragger. Yeah. Just pull oh, the wheel spun. <laughs> like I guess my default answer is stop being so afraid. Go out and do it. I mean, you're, it's a healthy fear to have. It's mm -hmm. completely normal. It's a healthy fear to have. You're, it's not gonna happen though. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, well, I, I actually put a GoPro on the tail tail tie down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it, it looks like a hook for a Navy. Yeah. And um, and I'm not worried about the camera. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I just don't think I'm going to eat that. You'd have to be so deep, especially on the takeoff, in mm -hmm. order to be able to strike that. Yeah, tail. your angle of attack your is control, way off if you're at that point. Yeah, your control yeah. inputs are just ill-timed if you're hitting your tail. The empennage yeah. is designed basically mm -hmm. for you know, flaring and, and the takeoff. And, and, and depending everything. on the aircraft too, I mean, I know in the 172, this was the case in the 152s that I was training in a long time ago as well. I'm sure it's similar in the Warrior. Mm -hmm. Usually if you just get your cowling right below the horizon, the top yeah. of the cowling mm -hmm. just right below the horizon and hold it there in the takeoff roll. Yep, just You're, hold it there. And then yeah. it's a, you know, and the thing is, as soon as you start to get that lift, you let a little bit of back pressure. Mm -hmm. So like Corey was saying, if you're continuing to pull back, I mean, you're in a stall yeah. and it's just gonna keep coming down, but it's not gonna hit the tail. Right, so. but every Cessna, I've seen on every ramp has a little bit of the tail tie down ring ground off. <laughs> yeah, okay. Even ours has that. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but well, it takes, but but it takes a more, lot to get to that point. He's more worried about structural issues. Like, Absolutely. Am I going to damage my yeah, airplane? Exactly. Right. I don't know. And this is, could be something that, that we can engage the audience with maybe. Mm -hmm. is maybe yeah, has anybody out, out there? Do yeah. we know of any damage from tail strike? Yeah, has anybody out there had damage on tail strike? Uh, yeah. Leave a comment. While we're doing that, I will say that... Uh, Here's a great question. What do you guys do for fun flying when you don't have to film? Fly. Oh, I just fly flying for, it's all fun for me for the most part. It One, then, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the way I try to treat cameras is that I, my flying off camera is exactly how it is on camera. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So basically, I, whether I'm filming or not, if I'm filming, I probably talk a little bit more just because I know there's, there's context to get out there in the open and stuff like that. But... My flying is all the same, including what I'm what I'm doing, like whether I'm going somewhere or just going to breakfast or whatever. I just kind of, not necessarily randomly, but almost randomly, just decide when I'm going to film and when I'm not. Um, yeah, like I I just went to Hawaii, yeah. flew 172s on mm -hmm. the islands over there, um, and I'm probably going to go back this next time and actually do an episode. Mm -hmm. But like that that's what I did for fun is I just jump in 170. I'm like, hey, let's just go fly. Let's go beat up the pattern. Let's go here. Let's go there. Right. So yeah. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but most of my flights are not with cameras. Right? Yeah. The cameras mm -hmm. are when I have an idea that I want to capture right. and you know 
most of the flights in the Bonanza and certainly all the flights uh, in, in the flying club with students uh, were instructed. There are no cameras and yeah. they're all fun. Yeah. I'd say about heard. half my flying is with cameras. Of course they are. All right, this question is from Martin. <laughs> I'm always interested in the differences in aviation in other countries. With your experience, can you briefly speak to the European regulations and procedures? Hmm. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh on, on the spot. Um, yeah, how much time do we have? Yeah, <laughs> no. Actually, we have a whole episode devoted to this with Martin in a much earlier in the hangar. I think it's like our second season or something like that, uh, that we talk about European. I think yeah. it was probably the first episode we did with you. Yes. Yeah, do, give us the highlights. Yeah, the so the question asked specifically about regulations, and, and regulations are not that different between uh, Germany and the U.S., and that's probably no surprise because... You know, it all ties back to ICAO recommendations and, and standards, and, and most countries are, are similar in, in those regulations. But how things then work out in real life, in practice, is very different. There are vast differences in, in how expensive things are, and, you know, which fields charge a landing fee, uh, other fees for approaches. Um, um, the, the U.S. definitely, in terms of regulations, has, has uh, more, gives, gives pilots and aircraft owners more flexibility when it comes to building an airplane. The whole home, home build thing doesn't exist in, in Germany. Um, yeah. Beyond that, there are probably more similarities than differences. A, a mutual friend told me that um, a big part of why you moved to the U.S. was so you could do aviation. <laughs> well... Is that accurate? Uh, aviation played a role, yes, but I was, I was doing aviation in Germany, right? I was flying gliders and, and airplanes, um, and I moved to the U.S. because of a, of a job offer, Right. and aviation was the icing on the cake, right? Uh, like the instrument rating. I got in the first few months of living here, I got my instrument rating, which was unaffordable for, for me in, in Germany, but uh, quite within reach here. Um, so knowing that I would come to an aviation-friendly country where, where general aviation has um, you know, a different priority and different utility than, than in most other places in the world, that certainly made me look forward to moving to the U.S. Okay. But it wasn't the, the reason or the, the primary driver. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, somebody said you came for the, uh, the uh, job but stayed for the flying. There you so, go. I like it. Right. Um, all right. What I'm going to do right now, uh, keep asking those questions. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to give away the uh, I'm a pilot, so let's just assume I'm always right shirt. So this one comes in pretty much any size. And, uh, but I'm going to make it hard on you guys. And we've still got the flying eyes sunglasses to give away, and we're going to give those away in a little bit. Do we ever decide what our – no, we never decided. How yeah, we, we did. We did? Yeah, we those? did. It was going to be – that's right. Okay. I got you. So for this T-shirt, this is a. This will be for those who watch my channel. There's a couple of people here that uh, didn't know any of us except for Josh, so uh, they won't get this this question. So, a couple of, in a couple of my recent rant videos, I got tired of all the comments where somebody comes on like we've never heard this one before. Hey, did you know that in flying there's some old pilots, there's some bold pilots, but there's no old bold pi pilots. Have you ever heard that? Oh my gosh. And so I just, I asked people to just 
Look, look, let's just number that cliche and just put the number down. It saves time typing. It'll give your fingers less fatigue. If you know the number I assigned that cliche, you win this shirt. So um, we'll see what that one is. Uh, no, you, Jonathan Chrisman cannot answer that question. So, um, <laughs> all right. Here's a question while we're doing that. What engine preheater do y'all use? Yeah, mine is called Texas, except for recently. <laughs> Aerotherm. <laughs> I actually have an Aerotherm heater. Okay. For the Warrior, because I like my engine. Well, um, okay, but Martin, you live kind of colder. Yeah, uh, quite a bit colder. Uh, I have a Tannis heater that I put in the plane. My plane came from Texas, from Houston. That's where I bought it from. It didn't have a heater. Um, surprise. No, in, in Iowa, I needed. Yeah. Uh, Corey, what about you for... for I, well, I have a heated hangar where I'm based, but I'm camping a lot. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I've used a lot of things. <laughs> a lot wow. of no. things. I don't... Yeah. Maybe we should talk uh, after Don't talk to me coming. about this one. <laughs> no, but you know, um, you know those little camping stoves? If you get some aluminum... <laughs> You get Ducting. some what? Do what? Aluminum. Okay. There okay. Where sorry. are you from? I'm sorry. I hang out in weird This is, I was going to say, this is how they talk in the back country. I guess so. We, we have our own little shorthand. Okay. Yeah. In which you make words longer and... and yeah. That's gotcha. right. It just sounds cooler. Aluminium. There's a trivia question for a future episode. <laughs> yeah. It's the British. No, but we, uh, we've used camping heaters, all kinds of different things out in the, out in the back country. Just as long as you take into consideration things like fuel um, and fumes and things like that, and um, you can do it safely in a lot of different ways. Do you have a heater down in Texas? You do? No. Texas. Okay, I have to say, I don't either. So <laughs> I'm surprised you have one. Well, I mean, it gets, uh, like, I use it for days when it's below freezing, when it's below it 30 degrees. It definitely it helps. Well, you know, it's hard on the engine to mm -hmm. start it when it's, you know, 30 degrees out. So I, I baby my engine. I do. It's true. All right, so. As you should. <laughs> as I should, exactly. It's expensive. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. You know, you guys all thought that my question about the cliche was going to be too hard. Did they get it already? The second answer was correct. The no. second answer. Who, who, who's the name? Smitty Smith, uh, Smithanite. Um, Smitty Smithanite. Smitty. I already Smitty. like him. I like that. He's a regular, he's a regular on yeah. there. So the correct answer was 37. So it was just a random, and, and we've gotten a lot of comments where people now just put 37. Although I, on our most recent video, even yesterday, somebody... You know, did you know there's no old... I mean, it's like, come on, really? You need they to make a t-shirt that just yeah. says 37. You know what? Yep. Yeah, and then nobody will buy that one either. Yeah, so, uh, that's <laughs> our next t-shirt idea. There yeah, are no pilots pilot whatever, and then 37. I'll just put, there are no dot, 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 37. So, um, Smitty, you know how to get a hold of us, uh, either Facebook or you can go to the, the um, store site, which is takingoff.s-films.com slash store. There's a contact form there that you can um, send us your information or go to Facebook, the Taking Off page. And Matt's going to um, put that link in the chat right now. So questions, questions. Um, let's see. Favorite pa passengers to take with you flying? Uh, who? Let's mm. start over here, Corey. Because oh, you can't, that's a you tough can only one. take one anyway. You know, yeah, my favorite passengers are usually the, the war heroes, the veterans. Uh -huh. You know, especially you get the greatest generation. There's still, there's so few of them left that any time I get an opportunity to, to 
show my appreciation and simultaneously share the wonderful gift of flight. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful experience. In fact, sometimes I walk away from those just in kind of an afterglow and you need a minute. Right. Like where you're just like, wow, I just met this guy and we're telling stories and he's telling me war stories and his service and or her service. I just did a recent Fly With Me Friday with a, with a female army veteran that was just an amazing human being. So that, that's really the answer for me is, is uh, you know, giving back to the veteran community. Good answer. Josh? Uh, I would have to say my dad because he's uh, the one that got me into flying. So it's just kind of that, that special thing that we share as a father and son. It's just it's fun to fly together. I'd be his passenger. He'd be my passenger. It's a cool, cool relationship. Uh, for me, it would be my family, the, the rare times my kids have and the never time my wife has. But if that were to happen, <laughs> that would be my favorite. So, Christy. I actually have two answers to this. Uh-oh. Okay, the first answer is I love giving discovery flights. You guys probably know I, I am I'm all about it. I'm an EAA Young Eagles pilot. I always participate in the uh, Fly Kids for Nate every year. Oftentimes, I'm the only female pilot, so it's really gratifying to— um, and I, I will take up anybody of any age. So I do Young Eagles, Old Eagles. Like, I don't care. I, I'll take anybody. But I recently started doing something else, um, which is— uh, as you guys know, I was furloughed um, in October, and we're sort of recalled, but we haven't been sent back to training to get on the line yet. And there are so many other pilots in my situation. I am so fortunate to be in a position where I own an airplane. I'm part of a wonderful flying club. I get to fly a lot. There are so many furloughed pilots that have not even seen or touched an airplane since they since we got furloughed. So I've been doing like outreach flights to furloughed pilots just mm -hmm. to get them back in the air, just That's to cool. just to kind of remind them this is why we're waiting. This is why mm -hmm. we're in the holding pattern. Like That's really cool, especially today. People people need that sort of thing. Absolutely. I'm actually taking somebody up this next Wednesday. You know, and I'm so, I mean, the first time I did it, I was like yeah, I'll do it, you know, whatever. I'll take you guys out. And then when they got there, they it was like, there was like so much joy during that flight. Like, oh my God, it's a real airplane. I mean, because it had been months, you know, and uh, it was just, it made my heart so happy. I was like, I have to keep doing this. So I put myself out there on some of the furlough groups and said, hey, if you, if you want to fly and you're in DFW, hit me up. That's awesome. Yeah. So besides family, you know, all the fun memories we've made traveling over the years, uh, the, my favorite passenger from the past that I have flown with is uh, Herschel Woody Williams, you know, along the lines of what he said, Corey, a uh, World War II veteran, Medal of Honor recipient, who you know, at the age of, in his late 90s, still travels through GA, including airplanes like, like a Bonanza, to raise money for Gold Star families. Wow. Uh, that was a very memorable flight. And the one I'm most looking forward to uh, in the future is my first flight with our first grandchild, oh. six months old uh, granddaughter. Wow. How fun. Uh, that's really cool. Well, uh, congratulations six yeah. months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and a, a question similar. Do you remember how soon after getting your license did you feel comfortable flying with passengers? Martin? Uh, immediately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I got the, my, my uh, pilot license in Germany for gliders, and I don't know if it was the same day, but, but within, within a very short time, I, I took uh, uh, 
friends and family up. And I had been flying for three years up to that point. Getting a glider rating in Germany was a pretty lengthy process. Uh, hmm. So I didn't feel like I was brand new to it. Right, okay. Um, my very first uh, non-pilot passenger was my friend and coworker, Aaliyah. And she was so excited. And we took the 172, we just hopped over to Bridgeport, went and did the launch thing. What she didn't know at the time was that I was super scared. <laughs> uh, because there were, it was Probably kinda, better not to. Well, yeah. it, it was kind of crosswindy that day. I mean, I was fresh, like 65 hours, brand new mm-hmm. private pilot. And I was just, I was, she, so I, after we got back, so we did the round trip, got back, put it away. I told her, I was like, I was just to let you know, I was a little nervous, whatever. And she was like, you could have fooled me. I was just like in the zone. But I mean, it probably took, um, I was probably around the 100 hour mark before I was really comfortable taking passengers and, and whatnot. Um, I had other pilot flying buddies that I was flying with, but uh, it was, that's different. Non-pilot passengers are a completely different thing because if, if anything happens, they can't really do anything to help you, you know? My very first flight after getting my license was, um, I took my son on a little trip real quick. I mean, it was the very first thing I did. I, and I didn't think twice about it. Um, it wasn't a scary thing or anything else, so. I think my first flight after getting my private was uh, by myself. But the, immediately the next flight, and I, I know it was the same week of taking the check ride, was my first passenger was my dad mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a rental 172. And of course, I felt confident to take up a passenger because I was like, well, I passed the check ride, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that function of, you know, oh, yeah. Your, 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 yeah, your, your level of, of knowing what you're doing is super low, but your confidence <laughs> is like through the roof. Right. But, the government uh, gave yeah. me a certificate. <laughs> they gave me a certificate. What, no, what they meant was is you're certifiable. Okay? Yeah. Well, that's that's never changed. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, getting comfortable taking passengers up, I think I slowly started to realize that, wow, I really don't know what I'm doing. And then there was kind of that, you know, trough. There's a graph on this somewhere. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but, there is. but yeah, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever gotten comfortable taking passengers. No, really. <laughs> no, I do it all the time. And I think I'm still just trying to convince myself that it's okay that I'm hard, putting people in so a you're more relaxed. ball of metal and fabric. You're much more relaxed. No. That would have been no, nice I'm to actually, know before I, I went flying I actually, with you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I've, I've had my pilot's license since I was 17. I'm 46 now. And I can't remember how I felt about passengers, just to be honest. I mean, I... I just don't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there there is a big responsibility with it. So I definitely, I never take it lightly, you know, but that the comfort, I'm comfortable doing it, but there's still, there's a great responsibility. So I completely understand where yeah. you're coming from. I mean, there's there's definitely a responsibility to it for sure. When I, I definitely notice my attention is slightly modified when I have passengers versus when I'm alone. And I don't know if that's me being more cautious necessarily, it's just me being aware, hey, there's another person there that I mm-hmm. need to be, you know, explain things to potentially, you know, because I, I actually catch myself explaining my flights to myself through my intercom when I'm alone. And I'm like, wait, there's nobody in the back because <laughs> I never see them. You know, right. I'm, I'm focused on what I'm doing and they're behind me. So, you know, you might as well have somebody with me all the time. But the plane does perform very differently. Yeah. With oh, a load yeah, versus does. without a load, especially my, my airplane, so it's so light. It's a 990-pound right. airplane. Okay. Um, Steve Brandon asked, um, as to female pilots, are things getting easier for them on the flight line? Is there a higher level of respect happening, or is there still a lot of boys' club thinking? 
So, Martin, why don't you... Yeah, Yeah, Josh. (laughs) Um, I... This is a hard question to answer, just because my experience is very, very small so far. So it's not like I I flew 20 years ago and now I've got something to compare it to. Um, On the whole, everybody's been extremely supportive. There have been a couple of instances, though, where I have experienced discrimination, unfortunately, because I'm a female pilot. Um, one of which was so heartbreaking. I really? don't even want to go into it. Yeah, yeah it, recently. It was, um, it was within this last year. Wow. Yeah, I was denied a a job or a, a contract trip mm. after. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it was. It's just one of those things that. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure. But guys get denied jobs for various reasons as well. So I didn't really take it personally. You know, it is what it is. Um, I take great pride in being able to uh, correct people. So one of the things that stands out in my mind is there was a a group of uh, women that had come up to Denton after the Hurricane Harvey um, incident, you know, down there. They had to kind of migrate north for a little bit. And I came inside. My airplane was out on the ramp. I came inside, and one of the ladies approached me, and she was like, are you one of those airplane girls? And I was like, no, that's exactly what she said. And I said, uh, yeah, I am. She's like, so are you like, are you you're a flight attendant? I said, no, ma'am, I'm the pilot. And she about lost it. She was so excited. Like, oh, that's awesome. And I mean, I've gotten the high fives and the you go girl and you know, everything. It's always really, really gratifying to be able to um, tell people like, yeah, you know, I, I fly airplanes. Yeah. You know? Wow. So in that it's becoming more common is what I will say. We're still just a small percentage of the population, but it's, I don't know, that doesn't bother me. I mean, if 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 women want to fly, awesome. If they don't want to fly, that's okay too. But I think the real thing is um, addressing the can women fly, and the answer has been proven already well before me. The path was paved. Yeah, we can, and we do it dang well. You well, know, past the same competency <laughs> standards yeah. There's not a difference to other the people. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, so, the one thing I have gotten is people have either asked me or made comments about, oh, you pa- you know, passing a check ride because I'm a female. And the answer is absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I hold myself to very high standards, number one. Um, if anybody follows me on Instagram at Pilot Christie and you go back and you see the pictures of how prepared I am. Oh, nobody whatnot. prepares like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. And the thing, I prepare my students that way too. My students know. So uh, um, it's just one of those things, though, where I just want to dispel the myth that, like, women do not get easier passes. At least I certainly didn't. I can't speak for all women, but I didn't. Right. Okay, here's, here's a question. Um, I have my commercial multi-single. Do you think CFI is the best job you can do in the aviation field for time building? Yes. I'm considering all my options at the moment and appreciate any yes. advice. Yes, 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 yes. But Martin's going, maybe. <laughs> I'd say if you like teaching, then yes. you can build okay. time along if, the way. That's a big but If point. you only do it to build time and you have no interest in helping others to learn or, or no, no talent for right. explaining things. I would add that caveat. Yeah. If you're interested in being a great teacher, then yes. If not, go to Alaska and get one of those low part 135 low time builder jobs. Yeah, well, okay. So here, there is that caveat, but I will say this. I, when I first started to instruct, 
I was not entirely enthused about it. I was scared, honestly, because I was like, I don't know anything. You know, after my CFI checkered it, I realized I didn't know anything. I was like, how can I pass along this knowledge that I don't have? Um, but I grew to love it so, so much. But yeah, if you're just getting in it just a time build and you don't want to help your students, then I agree. But it is the best way to time build. And I think it's also one of the best ways to learn and make Absolutely. yourself a better aviator too. Absolutely. So if you maybe have an interest in that, it, the bottom line is I think it's something worth trying because it is a really effective way to build time and you might fall in love with it. If you absolutely hate it and you think it's super grueling, then go to Alaska. Please do. Yeah. yeah. yeah go to, do go to Alaska or buy a carbon cub and tear up the sky with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are, I take it you're not cool. a CFI. <laughs> no, you know, I, I don't have any commercial activity interest with my pilot certification whatsoever. I just have fun with it. So yeah. oh, I'm and, a different and breed. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay too. Well, and that that's kind of goes into the next question. What ratings um, are you guys working on? So you, you're definitely not working on your commercial. <laughs> I don't know if there's a you have an instrument I'm working on. I'm just working on getting back in the cockpit right now. Right. There you go. Right. <laughs> um, do you have your instrument? I don't. That's okay. one I should do, though. I've, I've thought about it often because, you know, I travel so much in my Cub, and it's is the cub fair sir? weather flying. Is I could, it, I could. I've got the, I've got a Garmin panel in it. Okay. So, I mean, I think with just the addition of, I think, one more piece that would give me what I need to okay. be legal. Um, and, you know, something I maybe should consider. It'd be a, kind of a cool video series. I'll watch an old guy that has 4,000 hours get his instrument. You're not old. Hey, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, but I'm like an old, as far as, you know, how many flight, how much flight time I have, I mean, how many people start at 4,000 hours and get their instrument rating? Hey, I, you I'm, can team up. You can teach me tailwheel flying, and I'll teach you instrument flying. You want to trade? There you yeah. go. So is that what you're working on? Because uh, that's what I'm working on. I'm yeah. working on my tailwheel. I've already gotten some hours in. I'm getting I, close. The two things I started that I want to finish this year, one is the tailwheel endorsement, and the other one is my multi-engine rating. That's exactly me. I want to try to get my multi finished, mm -hmm. too, because I got halfway through that before I bought Lola. So, um, Josh? Uh, the most recent one I did was tailwheel in a Super Cub. And you? And, and I made four videos that were very actually kind of interesting, uh, different from my normal format, but I would stop in between each landing and voice over everything I saw myself do wrong, oh. right down oh, to like, yes, I, I didn't oh. push the stick forward fast enough and I didn't, you know, that kind of thing. So I did my tailwheel uh, most recently. Next up is gonna be seaplane this C summer mm -hmm. and then multi shortly thereafter. Oh, you don't have your multi? Not yet, no. Okay. Christy, you've got all the ratings, so she's not working on anything. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> you don't have your rotor. I, I don't, I, I do not, no. Um, Two ratings that I, I would like to get, though, that I've always said I wanted. I always wanted the seaplane, mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. But I think I'd like to do some glider flying, too, because I think that sounds really fun. That teaches fun. you so much about yeah. energy management. That's on my list, too. Yeah, absolutely. Really so I don't know if I'll do it this year. Maybe. I mean, I might as well. Mm -hmm. But it's just committing the time and the financial resources and finding somebody that I trust to teach me, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, there's um, probably missing a lot of questions, but I think... Um, Oh, here's, here's a question. If you had the opportunity to fly to Africa with your aircraft, which country would you visit? Mm. Um, I've been to Africa, not with my aircraft, and I know which country I would not visit, but because <laughs> um, I went there for work. Um, Why just one? Yeah. You know, yeah. Got we, we shot it, at, and I'll answer this, unless somebody wants to jump in with their answer too. We shot an episode with a ferry pilot, um, Carrie McCauley, who's written a book, that was amazing. And he, one 
incredible stories, him flying a 210 across the Atlantic and across Africa. Hmm. And the adventures that he had was, it made a whole video. Yeah. We did one episode on that trip. Wow. So um, how did it start? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm not. Dan made me open the video with poop bag. He, he, he had to go. It was the first time as a ferry pilot. And he was out over the Atlantic. He was going to put it out the window because 210, you can open the window. And the bag got caught. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, he said he spent the next three or four days whenever he had a few moments with his fingernail scraping the baked off color on the outside. Yeah, so you guys, when that video comes out, definitely go watch it. It was so entertaining. Well, and he's a good storyteller too. Like the way he retells it was very, very engaging, very captivating. Yes, and uh, William, who asked a question we answered yesterday in, with uh, Joe Casey and, and his son, Ben, um, do you recommend gaining cross-country time prior to IFR training or not? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you need it anyway. You need, yeah. yeah, you need 50 hours of PIC cross-country anyway. And it also, I think it just throws you into the real system, mm -hmm. and it shows you how the national airspace system works. And you can kind of operate amongst the IFR airplanes that are in the airspace. Even though you're VFR, you can hear what everybody else is saying. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, I think it's about time to give away our grand prize, the Flying Eyes. Flying Eyes. Christy, show them the, the, um, the frames. These are Absolutely. the... Um, uh, king, these are the kingfishers. Kingfishers. Yeah, these are the ones, not the exact ones, but these are the model of sunglasses that I've primarily been wearing lately. They're so awesome. Here we ah, go. Ooh, I'll ah. model them. <laughs> so bend that frame here, um, right here to this camera here. Show the frame. Look at that. Holy schmoly. Ah. <laughs> ooh, yeah. ah. Okay, so here it is. Somebody is going to win. So <laughs> who is going to win? The king, or it, you get to pick which frames you want. So here is the question. What's the question? The question is, uh, the five aviators here, we are all based at different airports. Uh, you have to get at least three out of the five home airports correct, but name the five airports Only that we are based Only three out of the five? Three. Only three oh, out of five. However, <laughs> your entry is disqualified <laughs> if you start with a K. That's right. Oh. If you if you say start, no to kilo, say no to kilo. So we're gonna see who. Man, we don't even have any answers yet. Somebody's saying, "I know." Ooh, giveaway. Okay, so um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, while we're doing that, I'll ask a final question. There's been a lot that I've missed. Um, uh, there was one. Oh, dream plane. I, I saw that earlier. Uh, tell me your uh, your dream plane if you could have it. The PC12. It's uh, okay. Pilatus. Easy to fly. Great utility, you can land any, well, not, not, not Cory not anywhere, but no, PC uh, almost anywhere, and it's roomy and fast. That's mine. I want the Piper Meridian, so the PA-42 series. Yeah. I'm um, looking at you, Piper. I would, I would um, absolutely go that route um, if I had to, but if it's Dream, let's go with the TBM, Cicada, if I'm going to do that. Yeah, oh yeah. I have very oh, yeah. practical 900, dreams, I 901, whatever it takes. Uh, whatever it takes. Nine series? Yep. Yeah, those are sweet. Mine changes depending on the mission, but I think if money were no object. Uh, 1970 Mooney? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. No, <laughs> uh, I, th I think a Quest Kodiak would be. Oh, nice. Pretty nice. great with big tires. I've been watching Missionary Bush Pilot's uh -huh. channel. I love his stuff. Yeah. Really, it's good. really great content yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. My dream, I'm going to partner with Martin. 
he's going to get a bush plane out of it, and I'm going to get a PC-12. <laughs> There you All go. Because right. my, my ultimate airplane is actually the one I own. I love it so much. Okay. I can't imagine having something different that would exceed my expectation. A, a, a tailwheel PC-12? <laughs> yeah. A, bu- a bush PC-12? Experimental PC-12. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Mike Petey involved. And, oh, oh, he yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah. easily. Oh, my gosh. Got this. That's a brilliant idea. It'll land in 50 <laughs> feet, take off in 20 yeah, can I change knots. my answer? We're going to add speed to it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. I, I, I mean, agree. if Mike's involved. If Mike's involved. Yeah. I mean, you just put 2,500 horsepower on it. I agree. I, I would probably put a lot more money into the Wong Warrior, just like really outfitting it <laughs> first, but then I'd get a big sister for her. And yeah. that would be like the mission airplane that I could transport people and things in right. for like Operation Airdrop and stuff. Airplanes are so cool, though. It's so hard to pick one. Really? Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, that's why it depends on the mission for me. Yeah. Nobody else is using identifiers. Oh, that's a big problem. Okay, so who did? Marshall Sherman. Marshall. Even before the people not using identifiers? Did did we say airports or identifiers, though? We did say airports. However, either way, Marshall was still the first. I think he was, yeah. Double check that. Double check that. Marshall. You just said Marshall, you need to be studying for your commercial, dude. Yeah, somebody somebody <laughs> he's, said he's this watching delayed delayed internet watching connection. Delayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marshall, Yeah, somebody said 37. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there needs to be some sort of consolation. And whoever just gets 37, yeah. message me and I'm going to send you a Corey Robin shirt. That's funny. <laughs> Matt Foster, Matt Foster, we will get your information to Corey. Corey's going to give you a Corey Robin shirt. Do it. Shirt. That's funny. There we go. It. That's awesome. Corey Robin has a great logo that he stole from Brian Turner. I've heard that, yeah. yeah. I want a Corey Robin shirt. Why would why would Brian Turner not use that awesome logo? I know. I know. So good. good. All right. I'll give you a shirt. Awesome. I'm a small. Okay. All right. So we are on 45 minutes, so we probably need to wrap it up. Um, somebody said I want to But who won? Who won? Oh, it, it was, was Marshall. Marshall Sherman. Marshall Again. Sherman. Marshall Sherman. Again, Again because he won Again. the shirt earlier. Marshall, so he's yeah. like Waukesha pilot this round. Uh, Waukesha usually North walks Texas away with Waukesha. all the shirts. Uh, I swear to goodness, Marshall. So um, postage. It's one shipment for. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes it places. easier on shipping. So um, awesome. So Marshall, you yeah. does he doesn't have flying eyes? I don't think so. Congratulations, oh, Marshall. Yeah. No, this is great. This is actually perfect. So which airports um, did he get, by the way? Yeah, oh, what did he get? the three that he picked. T sixty-seven and San Marcos. Okay. Oh, nobody got yours, I bet. Well, that's great. I don't know where you're going either. Yes. Fantastic. We're not telling you either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, very good. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, Waukesha does say he's not Marshall. Uh, that's funny. Aww. I'm not. I'm oh, Marshall. Oh, that's, that's bad, Waukesha. Yeah. He must be making dinner or something. Yeah. Because otherwise, Waukesha is on it usually. Yeah. 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 He's, he must be making yeah. dinner. I mean, he's distracted. He has to be. He wasn't in his game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay. Well, guys, uh, it was a blast. I always love doing these live things. I appreciate you guys doing this. Um, any last words? Wow. Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> it was fun. All right. Very Absolutely. good. Okay. So. Um, all you guys out there, um, you know, visit these guys' uh, channels. Um, when I get a chance, I'll go update the description and put everybody's links in there for you. But go visit. If you're not subscribers to them all, you really need to be. So please do subscribe. Um, when we close it out, feel free to come back and comment again. We like that. So thanks again. And um, we appreciate you coming and being on. In the hangar. <laughs> in the hangar.